0: Welcome everyone to episode 105 of Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick-Ass Gaming Podcast. I am your co-host, Chad Michael Ennis. And across the country is Holden Depardo! Holden, say hello! Hi. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and we don't have anyone else with us, you guys. No, it's just us. All by ourselves. This is weird. I'm gonna to have to remember what this feels like and kind of remember the flow. I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing anymore, Chad. I feel empty. I know you look empty. You lost weight. You look like you lost two people's worth of weight. Thank you so much. I was so really fat before. Really, really <laughs> fat. Before. <laughs> you were so. You were like 600 pounds before. Yeah, I've lost what's two thirds of, of my person? weight. Apparently, <laughs> what's the average weight of a person? Not American, but weight? just person. Because Americans going to be much
1: higher. I don't know. Like what do you think it 70 is, like... pounds? That sounds reasonable. Right? <laughs> Kilograms, you idiot.
0: <laughs> oh, Welcome back, guys. Uh, this is our first of several episodes that will be just the two of us. Like Will Smith and the person who sang the original song he covered. Um, and it's because we are doing another podcast on Sunday nights. Which is the Nerds at Large spoiler cast. And we're doing spoiler casts for every single episode of Game of Thrones this season. So check that out. The first episode's already live. Five more to come. And we're recording this now on Monday nights. And because of the late night and the uh, kind of increased urgency to get it out the next morning, that's why we're doing this just by ourselves. And then we'll pick back up with the guests later in May and or in June. So... We don't have anyone to introduce. This episode might be like 16 minutes long. 16 Who whole 16. minutes. Well, you didn't play anything this week, so that cuts out a good four minutes. I don't know. I tend How to talk are too to like much about minutes? my games, to
1: be honest. So they cut out way more.
0: <laughs> way more. Way more. I still think maybe like, what, 190 pounds is that?
1: Was <laughs> that too high or too low? No, perfect. You actually got the number exactly right. I weighed myself in just before we recorded, it was exactly 190 pounds. Not you, Holden. The average person. <laughs> um, All right, everyone. No, 160. I'd say is probably close. 100. You you really think so? I don't know. I'm just saying a random number. It's 190. I feel like seems... 160 is like the average
0: weight of a man who's 5'2".
1: And... I, I don't know. The average height. Although is I'm of a man, is five I don't know. I'm fat, so I I have like a skewed perspective on this. I have no
0: clue. Let's Google it.
1: (laughs) What's the average
0: weight of a person?
1: This is what we do. We don't have other people around. (laughs) We Google weights. Oh, my God. 137 pounds.
0: Really? Women must be so light (laughs) 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 to offset all of us men. All us fat, ugly men. According to the league table of the world's fattest nations from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Tropical medicine? What is that? Put some coconut oil on it and strip a pineapple down and poke yourself with it like acupuncture? <laughs> All right. North America, I was right. North America is 177. We're higher by quite a bit. <laughs> the world average is 136. North America is 177. Damn. Latin America and the Caribbean is 149 Wow. Damn, we're fat.
1: We're very fat. Or it's just It's going to take some time to lose all that weight. You see, Not it... as much time, though, as it's going to take for Ghost of Tsushima to come out, apparently.
0: Oh, good Boom. transition.
1: Welcome to our quest log for Sony, where we talk about news for Sony.
0: News in reviews. PS4 exclusive Ghost of Tsushima release date could be a while, says Jasmine Henry from Game Rant. This is based on a job posting that everyone was surprised by because uh, Sucker Punch is looking for a narrative writer that can work with content designers to create engaging content, including, quote, general general narrative contributions. Also seeking a junior lighting artist. Now, it's not uncommon for games to hire uh, writers towards the end of a game's creation process. For things like filling out the world, adding in, like, quest dialogue for, like, offshoots or character one-liners or, like, item descriptions, that kind of stuff. But for general narrative contributions, it sounds like this role – and if you read the rest of the job description, it sounds like this role
1: is, like, kind of shaping the way the story's going to go. Yeah. Um that's definitely, we give a sign that's going to take a while. We also don't know if that's going to be for DLC, if they're even planning DLC. Um, but I, I decided to do a little bit of research just into the development. Like, when did development actually begin on this game? Like, uh, the last game that Sucker Punch released was, the well, full game, if you don't ca- include DLC stuff, is Infamous Second Son. And that well, was 20... First Light was a standalone, so... But they were both in 2014, so... It's a game... You're right. <laughs> So it's in since 2014. They regularly release games. If you look at their whole history, every like two to three years, four years being the outlier. But we're at five right now, and so I was kind of curious. Well, have they talked with their development at all? Like when they began? So the first we heard of their development was Scott Rode, who is uh, at the time in 2015 was the head of worldwide studio development at uh, Sony. I feel like his last name is Rody. Is it really Rody? I think it is. Scott Rohde sounds Interesting. familiar. Because being from Rhode Island, where it's spelled the same exact way... Yeah. Um, maybe, I don't know. So, he said that he played a prototype of the game back in 2015, and that the game was at a point where it's basically just needs to be massaged, is how he how he put it. And then if you look at what developers have said... About their development process, it's really detailed. They've went to extreme lengths to make this an incredibly detailed experience. They took many of their developers and, and artists to Japan to go to historic sites and learn as much as they could about those sites while being there. Finding out which is what detail thought was crazy. Finding out what the moss looks like on the rocks there, so they can match that okay. look. Exactly. That's excessive. It's really excessive. That's not
0: like, oh my God, look at all the details. That's like, you guys went too far. What are you doing with my money? That's some like
1: <laughs> horse testicles shit. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, is that they're spending a lot of time on this and they want to get every detail right. They said they know the exact day that the Mongols attacked and they know the exact beach they landed on. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like you guys really want to get this down. So if they're taking their time and Sony keep giving them money, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, you see how, how willing Sony is to just give studios
0: money to work forever and not put out a product. <clears throat> Dreams. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That they know what the moss looks
1: like on the rocks, but they don't know what their character is going to do. <laughs> it's insane. They're like, hey, writer, inspiration. The moss is green.
0: Oh, shit. You know, I would have never known that had I just stayed in America. <laughs> Dope. So maybe maybe we won't see this on PS4. Maybe we won't see
1: this anytime soon. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm starting to buy the idea more and more we're going to get cross-gen stuff. Like, it's going to come yeah. on PS4 and PS5. Cross-gen stuff and cross-dress
0: stuff via DLC costumes. <laughs> yes. All Speaking but of DLC, too. you get that usually from the PSN, where you can change your username starting this week. Um, but there are several catches. This is from Javi Gwaltney of Game Informer via the PlayStation blog. You now have the ability to change your PS4 name. So if your name was like Balls Goblin Cock the fourth, uh, you can change it to something less offensive and more clever, like Balls Goblin Cock the fifth. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Nailed it, Uh, but you might have some issues. So here are some potential things you might run into. Halted trophy pro- progress. You might lose save data, or you might lose current content or currency that you've purchased for a game. And there might be some parts of the games that just don't work. Now, for that, more critical issues like on the PlayStation blog, they have three areas of games like games with no issues, games with few issues, and then games with critical issues. Those are all the critical issues section. And there are only a handful of them. What I think was most surprising is that most of them are first party. It's almost all of the MLB The Show games. It is everybody's golf. And a couple of other things that like no one plays. But then, surprisingly enough, if you even go to the games with few issues, you have things like Bloodborne in there. Like, there are so... Well, I guess Bloodborne's not first party. Would that be well, second it's, party? It's just third party exclusive. That's it. Third party exclusive, yeah. Uh, but they published it. That's uh, so weird. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's... Oddly enough, there's so many first party games that are having trouble, but most third party ones are on the safe list. So if you are considering changing your name, which I am, I need to make a name that is my brand across every single thing. uh, So I will be one of these people. Make sure to go check out that list. Make sure that none of the games that you like to play or plan on going back in time and playing are on that list. The games that came out after April 1st of last year should all work just fine. Anything before that is where you might see issues, and then no guarantees for anything on Vita or PS3. So if you still play on that,
1: it's no man's land out there. <clears throat> so you had Holden. talked about wanting to change your name. I yeah. don't care. Do you care? Because this, this, I didn't care anyway. This made me go. Oh, I especially don't care now because it could fuck everything up. You wanted to change your name, though. Do you yeah. feel like you're still going to?
0: Looking at the games, I don't think anything really is going to fuck me up except for Bloodborne if I go back to that. And if I go back to that anyway, I feel like I'm going to start from the beginning and I probably won't use – I won't team up with anybody. It's all going to be single player anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, no, I don't think I'm going to have any issues changing my name. I just – you know, thinking more about like this podcast and the community we're growing and things we're looking at in the very near future. Like I, Branding is important. And having something consistent and the same across everything is important. And Cal Tipper, this stupid thing that I made up when I was 16 to make my friend not feel bad about his stupid name, is like I do have it a lot of places, but also it's stupid. And um, it doesn't mean anything to me <laughs> other than – remember this kid that used to be your best friend 15 years ago? Remember when he made a stupid name and now you have a stupid name? What's well, with you forever? So, yes, I think I will eventually change my name as long as I can settle on something – it's available on every platform.
1: <sighs> also, every game going forward is going to support a name change, I'm assuming. I'm yeah. sure there will be a requirement. And in 10 years, 5, 10 years, are you going to be playing that many games from this era that would be impacted? Probably not. No, I'll probably be playing the 12K remasters of them, which exactly. will have been reworked anyway. So Yeah. When Bloodborne Remastered comes out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and really, like, that you have also the option, if you run into trouble, that you can revert back to your original name. But, whatever. Then we also have a report that Sony has stopped Bungie's plans to add cross-platform character transfers to Destiny 2. This is from Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. That's a cool name. Vicky Blake. It's kind of like Ricky Lake but like the evil twin version of ricky lake vicky blake (laughs) you're probably too young for ricky lake aren't you i have no idea what you're talking Um, about um she was like a talk show host in the 90s like along the lines of not quite like jerry springer but more of like a tame like almost like an ellen degeneres of the 90s so claim from jason schreier on kotaku's split screen podcast Because Sony wants gamers to associate Destiny with PlayStation, they were willing to axe character transfers between PS4 and PC. So all of that marketing that you see, Destiny 2, Greatness Awaits, PlayStation 4. Uh, Because of that, they were able to say, hey, maybe make sure that our PS4 stuff is exclusive and you don't cross over to PC because we don't want people playing on PC. We want them on PS4. And Bungie was like, all right. They played nice. Um, Also, interesting to note... Is that like this is uh this is not something that we really see this would be technically cross progression, I guess, but you don't often see a, an opportunity where you can move a character between
1: different systems yeah i I honestly I'm gonna side with Sony in this one not because I think it's a good practice, but because we've talked about this before, there's been no precedent for it, so I would expect them to, and yeah. they're talking about this happening before forsaken came out for i just looked this up right now that's why i was silent for a second forsaken came out september 4th and the sony crossplay stuff happened at the end of september so this is before they had even really said we're going to start doing crossplaying and 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 make that a focus for us so it's kind of like saying hey guys they fucked up before they said they were going to change like i don't yeah yeah i just think it's it's worth mentioning
0: yep Let's move on to playtime. Find out what we played this week. Holden, what would you play? Nothing great. Me? I played three (laughs) things. Thank you for asking.
1: Kingdom Hearts.
0: Kingdom Hearts. I finished it. I spent, the in-game clock said like 21 hours, but I probably spent like 24, 25 hours with dying. And we'll find out more about how I felt about it on April, whatever the heck that we're doing that episode. The end of the month with Trevor Bettis. I also booted up Bioshock 2 again, and I got all the way through Siren's Alley, and I'm back in Dionysus Park, I think it is, part where you first run into the people that disappear and reappear. Anyway, uh, yeah, just going back for the platinum on that, playing through on the hardest difficulty. And then Tacoma. So I was, you know, on the GG app, like you do. I was adding in Star Wars Fallen Hoarder (laughs) on, uh, (laughs) did you see that tweet? I did I realize you don't do anything on our Twitter Um, (laughs) Star Wars Jedi Fallen Hoarder I was adding it to my want to playlist and I saw that Matt from Rhode Island was playing Tacoma and I was like you know what I just got off of this lengthy RPG I want to play something quick and digestible and something I might be able to beat in a day that's probably going to be good So, like I think I'm going to play some Tacoma too turns out it was a quick platinum trophy thank you if you're not familiar with Tacoma, this is the the follow up game from Gone Home creator Steve Gainer and Fulbright Studios, and you are on a spacecraft. It is a quote walking simulator, just like Gone Home was, but you're on a, a space station in a really really cool future set in 2087, and you are you're sent ten there to, years after Cyberpunk, Whoa. after Cyberpunk, yeah uh you're i'm not going to spoil anything but your your goal up there is to retrieve an ai and uh figure out mm-hmm. and you are picking up clues as to what happened to the crew of this thing and why they are not there anymore and you are you the mechanics of the game is very much like if you're familiar with the detective mode in batman arkham knight where you can you get to a crime scene and there's like wireframe characters and you can fast forward and you can rewind and if you look at it from different vantage points, or if you follow certain characters in the conversation, then you learn different things. Um, but what, what Steve Gaynor and his team do so well is that environmental storytelling. Where ev- this is the first game since Horizon Zero Dawn where I was like, I have to find every single note and every single letter laying on the ground, and I have to read every single codex, whatever they're called in this one, uh, because it's just so interesting. The world that they build out, they're like similar to most games like walking simulators with unity you can pick up everything almost and you can like read a magazine that was laying on the ground but rather than just being like a placeholder magazine it's like there's a front page of an article it's like president elon musk blah 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 and then there's ads for amazon university and so like it has all of these things like Costco, like one of my favorite things is there's a new currency where you now have the ability to pay for a lot of things, and most of the world has transitioned over to this. Rather than paying with money, you pay with loyalty. So the more loyal you are to Costco, or the more loyal you are to Amazon, the more that is worth, and you can use that to pay for college, or to pay for your home, or to pay for a pod up on the stratosphere. Um, and I think it's a really fascinating world that they've built, and I think it's a really cool AI story. And uh, I know that you are super interested in artificial intelligence. And I, I do highly recommend you play this game. It is available on Xbox Game Pass. If you have an Xbox, it is also available on PS4. Don't think it's on Switch.
1: It's But yeah,
0: it's definitely worth playing. It's I, so. I got the Platinum Trophy and I combed through everything in that game. And it took me maybe four hours. So if you're just interested in running through for the story, maybe you can get it done in two to three. But it's dope. You should go play it. I'm just gonna check back again. Did you play anything this week?
1: I did not. Great. I know. Let's move I'm on lame. to our
0: fetch quests. <laughs> Hold on, we're 19 minutes in, and we're already on fetch quests. We're I usually know, like still talking about like buttholes.
1: <laughs> like every episode, we talk about buttholes. Yeah, I'll take us to the fetch quests this week. Great, I can do that. So Robo Recall, one of the best VR games to date, is coming to Oculus Quest. It's from Chris Carter from Destructoid. Great game to have on Oculus Quest. It's a lot of fun. Honestly, never heard of it. It's um made by Epic Games. It's an exclusive for Oculus. We like they made it in partnership. Oh, this together. is Fortnite? It's, it's exactly Fortnite. Exactly Fortnite. Yep. Why did That's weird. Why did the so it, the VR version is just called Robo Recall? Why yep. Epic only makes Fortnite? So <laughs> Uh next one here, I thought this was interesting. Google Stadia interview um, in the in Google Stadia interview, Jack, um, is it Busser or Booster, the director for games business development at Google, he said this, and so this is notable. Maybe I've already heard this before. If you look at Google Assistant in just the field of natural language processing, I mean, imagine a future where you could just speak naturally to your game and it just understands you. These types of potential applications, I think, are incredibly exciting. Imagine a game where we're not necessarily just clicking through a dialogue tree, but you're actually naturally interacting with the game. End quote. That made me think of her and when Joaquin mm. Phoenix is playing that game and her and he's talking to it, he's like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, okay, follow me this way. And like that's how you had to overcome, like, by challenging that little guy and telling him to fuck himself, basically. God, her is so good. <laughs> Great movie. Um, I can be really pumped. Like, I mean, a, a big part of making an RPG is making a dialogue system, and this would essentially say, hey, Google Assistant's going to assist in your dialogue system, so you might just focus on what your characters are going to say as options and Google Assistant will kind of handle what the player is saying. That's a kind of a cool idea.
0: Yeah, and then also just like connect you can just say throw grenade and it throws
1: the grenade. Yeah. <laughs> so and it would work. <laughs> Hitman 2's 2019 content ro- content roadmap was revealed. This was from IGN Colin Stevens. Um so there's a few different levels of releasing, some themes, that kind of stuff. To get a lot of the stuff, you need to have either the silver or gold edition of the game. when You bought that uh, Hitman 2 back in November when it came out. But you can just unlock it all for $40 if you didn't buy any of that stuff, which I might do once I get back to Hitman 2 because I've only played the first level. Horizon I was going to Theater...
0: say, did you, did you even pick that up and play it? I remember you bought it. Did you ever no, I it?
1: bought it. I played the first level, and I'm like, this is great. Didn't have time to play it. And I just haven't had time since. I feel really bad about it. Because it's those sort of games are fun. Anyway, Horizon Zero Dawn's inevitable sequel is seemingly confirmed by a voice actor. This is from Destructoid. Uh, have you heard about this one? Because you're big. I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one of the lead actresses that's in Star Wars Battlefront Two, she was at Star Wars Celebration. A fan came up to her. This is all live streamed and asked her, and uh, she said, "Wait till you see the sequel. You're gonna die. I know some secrets. You're gonna die.
0: I can't." Fucking wait! Right.
1: Uh, very, very cool.
0: Oh, uh, I hope this is a PS5 launch title. I think it is. I'd be and, very. And I shocked. hope it just like as soon as you see the trailer for it, I hope all of our eyes just bleed and we slit our own throats because we know that it's too good and we're not worthy.
1: <laughs> Speaking of too good and we're not worthy, <laughs> to- <laughs> Tomb Raider sequel with Alicia Vikander is officially in development. Woo! Great. It wasn't a great movie, but I actually did have fun with it. But I'm, we're definitely worthy of a sequel. It is not. I feel like when that movie came out, you were more positive on it. I mean, not a lot more positive, but you were more positive on it than you you just said. Sure, I. But I think it was more of like, oh wow, video game movie, not terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was more that than it was like that was a great movie. Whereas I feel like Pokemon, I'm going to leave that saying great movie. I can't, dude.
0: Okay. So, two of my best friends are coming to town on the day that Pokemon Detective Pikachu releases. And they're not leaving for five days. And neither of them give a fuck about Pokemon. (laughs) And it's going to drive me fucking crazy. Wait a
1: second. Are they coming on Friday?
0: They're coming on Thursday.
1: Oh, I was going to say, come on Friday, do Thursday night showing. but Yeah, I
0: know. But Thursday, we're going to go see. Well, they do because I invited them and I love them. Um, But that night on Thursday night, we're going to go see Avengers and IMAX 3D at the Metreon in San Francisco, which is one of the largest IMAX screens in the world. And I can't fucking wait.
1: That's pretty awesome. I I won't lie. But that's going to suck having to wait. I know, I'm gonna
0: wait all the way till they leave on Monday afternoon, and then I can be like, Woo! I'm gonna go see this three times. <laughs> I have A list, I can see three movies a week, and it's this one three times today. It's like, yay, my adult friends left, let me go watch Pokemon now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our third party quest log. And we have one story on here, although a couple of takes on it. Troy Baker voices disappointment about not returning to voice. Reese in Borderlands 3. This is from Javi Gwaltney at Game Informer. So this was a quote from a panel that um, Troy Baker was doing, who voiced Reese in Tales from the Borderlands, who is showing up in Borderlands 3, as we saw in the trailer. And he says, quote, Uh, Oh, he's asked to set a panel. He says, quote, I don't agree with Gearbox on how they're handling it. I really want Gearbox to know that if they're going to bring back characters from Tales from the Borderlands, it should be the people who originated the characters. They shouldn't just recast willy-nilly because as a fan, that matters to me. And a little bit of context right before that as well is he was also mentioning that he he feels, they did reach out to him and he, he was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And then he just never heard anything back and then the trailer dropped and he saw Reese's in it and he didn't, he's not the voice of it. Yeah. So Randy to- Pitchford, yeah. Randy Ran- Pitchford Fr- then came in on Twitter and says, quote, you'll have to ask Troy. I was told by the audio director that he turned it down. Fortunately, with how Reese appears in the game, I don't think it actually matters at all. You'll see for yourself when the game comes out, and you may disagree with me on that
1: or not. Yeah, kind of a burn at Troy Baker there a little bit. Like, yeah, we had a new actor. About- it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, what that says to me is that
0: we only either see Reese for a very small period of time, or for some reason, he doesn't speak. Or he doesn't say a lot of lines. And probably mm-hmm. what happened is Troy Baker's agent said, oh, it's only going to be one or two lines. And because it's only that amount of work and you have to fly him all the way out there and you're not going to pay him several days' work. Like, nah, we have other things that we can be doing that will get us a lot He's more money. He's working
1: on Last of Us Part Two, Like, that's exactly. more
0: important. Yeah, um, so they, pro- his agent probably turned it down without even letting him know we're talking to him and then just miscommunications, I'm
1: sure. Yeah. I will say, I, I'm a little upset the story got out there because I- I'm sure it's nothing malicious on anyone's side. Yeah. From what it sounds like, it's like,
0: they both are like, yeah, we'd love to have you, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. Is but what because
1: is. the story's out there, it kind of presents itself as cattiness. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, but I don't know. It probably won't matter in the long run. Probably That's a lot not. of third-party stories we just had there. I know, right? None, one, one is more than none. One <laughs> pretty insignificant story. Is
0: something. Uh, we're gonna move into sponsorships, which I don't know if we really call this sponsorships anymore since this month. I, I don't know. It is for today, but it might not mean whatever you think it means. First up, <laughs> hashtag Thanks for Creating. This is a segment where every week we thank someone in the gaming industry to uh, say thank you for creating something cool um spread some positivity counteract all the trolls out there this week you're gonna thank the developer of your favorite mobile game i feel like mobile games get a lot of flack and i feel like they probably don't get much praise on twitter so whatever your favorite mobile game is reach out to that dev and let them know hey i really appreciate you putting this out on a lesser platform and then we have our barf for this month. That's Backlog Accomplishment with Refron, Respawn and Friends where we all play a game together. We talk about it. Uh, send us your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts. Like for real. If, you, if you're you a Kingdom Hearts diehard fan, we want to read your statement on our barf episode. Um, and it's Kingdom Hearts. That's our, our game this month. Borderlands 2 is the next two months since it is such a long game. So if you are looking for an opportunity to pick that up in the Handsome Collection, do that. And then, uh, oh, another plug for our Nerds at Large spoiler cast, Game of Thrones. Again, we're doing that with the two dudes from Nerds at Large. You heard them last week. We've been on their show. And now we're doing the Game of Thrones spoiler cast together. And it's so much fun. It was so cool to just, like, immediately get off the episode, have that high, and just be like, (laughs) let's talk Game of Thrones. So check that out. It's a really cool collaboration. It was great. And then we get into Ryan's subscriber interrogatives. Two people pretended to be Ryan and wrote in this week. Thank you very much to our first one. D Smitty Games on Twitter says, awesome episode. Curious if any of you have played the telltale Game of Thrones game. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was an interesting take on the lore and the world. I'd recommend it, especially leading up to the new season. It would be cool to hear your thoughts. This was, of course, in response to uh, Darby's we are so fucking humble thing last week said, what would you want to see from a Game of Thrones game?
1: Uh, I have played this game. Hold on, did you play the Telltale Game of Thrones? I only played one episode of Walking Dead Telltale and went not for me. Don't like the style. So it's never really Oh
0: really? It. You never even beat Walking Dead? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Uh yes. G Smitty, Dallas, Smitty, Smitey. I did play the Game of Thrones game and I beat it. Got that sweet, sweet plat. Um, and I did, I had fun with it. I really liked, so the, their kind of way of handling the lore was that they played you as a family of characters that was referenced in the books by someone we never really saw in the show. Uh, so that way they could take a few liberties with choice and how things work out without having to be handcuffed to the fate of everyone in the show. There was uh, a couple of cameos, if I remember. There was definitely uh, Ramsey Bolton.
1: Sure.
0: Tyrion was not in it.
1: He, I'm pretty sure he was his character model is in the least. I
0: don't think so, or maybe maybe it was. I can't remember. 100%. I have an but image
1: of of a really weird looking version of Peter it? Dinklage in that show. There that.
0: were some cameos of familiar characters. The the familiar one I remember hero. most is Ramsey Bolton. Um, but yeah, I really liked their take on it. It was at a time when I started to get that telltale fatigue, so I, I enjoyed it, but I was a little bit I was a little bit burnt out of that style of game um but yeah i definitely think it's worth playing it's a cool story it is um easy platinum is that yeah that's right Tyrion was in it all right i feel like marjorie was in it too marjorie was in it a lot
1: um what is her
0: name in real life that beautiful beautiful goddess
1: oh i don't know she blew up though spoiler alert (laughs) what what is
0: what is her name why are you see still showing me too. that? I, yeah, that's, okay. that's her on the, on the right, on the left. Yeah. What is her name, damn it? You're not showing it to the camera. You're oh, like my God. mom, and okay. when I, she FaceTimes, all I see is her forehead. Now it oh, just says Game of Thrones gaming.
1: There, there we go. There we go. Yes, her. Um, Her name is... Chicken out. What's the character's name again? Is it Marcella?
0: Email. I just said it like three minutes ago know, and now and I can't can... remember it.
1: <laughs> it's not Marcella, is it? No. No.
0: No, it is um Mar- Marjorie Marjorie. yes. What is her name? All I can think of is Anna Cornikova. <laughs> it's definitely not Anna Cornikova. Oh my god. It's not important, but she's gorgeous. She kind of reminds me of a bunny rabbit. Like a hot sexy bunny rabbit. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Natalie Dormer? That's it. Natalie no. Dormer. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Natalie Dormer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, we kind of strayed a little so, bit. But yes. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Dallas, for writing in with that question. Yeah. It's was, fun. Really quick thought on this, though. Wasn't the Game of Thrones Telltale game on PS Plus? I don't know. I bought it when it came out. I think it was. I should actually take a look at that because I'm kind of in that Game of Thrones mode right now.
0: I feel like a lot of the Telltale games have been on PS Plus. Yeah, because
1: they needed to get money somehow. (laughs) It didn't work. It didn't work, No,
0: We have another Ryan subscriber interrogative. Thank you, Dustin Hill, for being a Ryan this week. He wrote in and said, Respawn Aim Fire, getting a hashtag Ryan subscriber interrogative out early so you don't need to worry about next week. Would y'all want to play a baby ass baby mode of Sekiro and Dark Souls? Also, if other games were to implement a Dark Souls difficulty, would y'all want to play that? I don't think I would want to play a baby ass baby mode of Sekiro or Dark Souls.
1: Yeah, I would actually say no on both accounts.
0: Um part, like the reason the reason I play those games is for the, like, the moment you beat a boss that you've been dying on repeatedly, and the second you do it, you jump up out of your chair, kick towards the TV, freak out a little bit that you might have almost kicked the TV, and then you scream a lot of obscenities, like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and then call in the C-word a lot. Um, <laughs> that's the moments that I live for, playing those games that just feel so damn good and rewarding, and I just don't, I mean, like, I, I don't feel like you would get that
1: with a baby-ass baby mode. There's also... And more in Dark Souls and Bloodborne than in Sekiro, but there's this sense of I overcame this boss. I get to find out what the next place is like now. Mm-hmm. And there's that and what part of what makes the difficulty so rewarding in those games is your sense of exploration and the curiosity of oh, I really can't like beat this boss is really tough, but like my desire to know what's past him is so strong. I their games are built around that that it's not so much always about the difficulty. Yeah, and I feel like other games, like yeah, you can make them more difficult, but I don't know if they would match that sense of reward. That I also get... can you
0: imagine how quickly that game would be done if you were able to just run through and slaughter everything?
1: Oh, I'm actually like, the opposite way though. Like if if like let's say you made Uncharted as difficult as Dark Souls, like it wouldn't be as rewarding. It'd be kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking like, about like Dark Souls. If it was Souls... easy, yeah, it just wouldn't. You just go through the the part of yeah. that gameplay is you you're like inching along and kind of rotating the camera to try to see what's around a corner and you're like scared yeah. of every barrel, and so like if you if you weren't scared of anything and it wasn't hard you you'd run through that game in no time.
1: Well, I shared the story on here, so I'll give like a paraphrased version of it, but like I was in Sekiro, I walked into a room. I'm like I'm convinced this is a boss room. I don't want to do it right now. I just can't. And I turned around <laughs> and walked away. If the game were easy and I came in a room, it's just like. I can take it. I got it. This is no problem. Just the game wouldn't have the same impact. Yeah. That moment would have been lost. Yep. Also, last thing I'll say about this
0: first question, would you want to play Baby-Ass Baby Mode of Sekiro Dark Souls? I feel like when people play Baby-Ass Baby Mode, it's because I want to experience the story of this game and the world of this game, but I don't want to have to like die miserably to get there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in something like Wolfenstein 2, if you put it on baby ass baby mode, you still get so much from that game. You still get all the character moments. You get all the cinematics. You get all the badassery mm-hmm. and hilarity of it. But in like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, they are so obtuse. And you d- yeah. even even playing through the entire game, you, you still don't quite know what's going on or what yeah. the fuck is happening. And even after reading
1: all of the item descriptions something like that, you're still like, whoa, that was so abstract. Like you could get more from a YouTube video, I think. I think that's more true of Sekiro and Dark Souls. I'm sorry, if uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls than Sekiro. Sekiro has cutscenes that I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. But it there is this level of this game is so hard. Well, I remember the story details by the time I get to that next big story beat because it took a long time to get there because it was a trying experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually kind of wonder how From Software balances that going forward because the answer I don't think is an easy mode. Yeah. That would that would sap the soul out of the game, no pun intended.
0: To answer your other question, if other games were to implement a Dark Souls difficulty, would you want to play that? Um, I think we I think this would maybe be part of a would you <gasps> Hold on, I forgot to do a Game on Game show this week. <gasps> Damn it. Oh my goodness. That's all right. Well, I'll make up something in its place. Um, <laughs> I think I mentioned this a couple We'll have a, a very long
1: extended we are so fucking humble. That's what we'll do. <laughs>
0: Would you all want to play that? I would love to play Pokemon Dark Souls. End of story. End of sentence. Thank you. What's moving Pokemon on? Dark Souls? Pokemon? Are you just you play no, as a Pokemon? I remember now. Yeah. I remember now. I remember now.
1: Yeah. I remember now. I remember now. Idiot.
0: Yep. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> moving on to our main quest, <laughs> which I just read and giggled a little bit. Holden is called Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Act. if you get the
1: reference to that i already already spoiled it it's 30 rock damn it i was gonna say if you get the reference to that tweet us at tweet at us and we'll give you a virtual hug as a reward
0: now you're putting me on the hook for a lot of hugs because there's no fucking way you're gonna check
1: twitter let alone (laughs) respond with hugs that's a good point so ask hugs from chat everyone he will give you lots of hugs (laughs) Twitter. You heard Hold on, remember a couple he weeks ago, I checked. designated you're right. I
0: designated you as our main quest person. So take us through this main quest.
1: Yeah, so lots of Star Wars stuff this weekend, but we're a video game podcast. So we're gonna talk about the video game stuff that was announced, and yeah. we finally got to see Respawn's Star Wars game that was awkwardly announced. Last year at E3 and had a really good trailer, I thought. Uh, so let's start yep. with the trailer and then we have a comment from Annie Hennig who has some relevant Wait, things to say. What was the game called? Star Wars Jedi, colon, final order. Colon is no, the punctuation it's not Final symbol. order. Fallen order. I did say final. Fallen order. Also, also, shout
0: out to like the four of you on Twitter who liked and retweeted my Fallen Hoarder joke <laughs> with that perfect fucking picture. Every one of you. Every single one of you should have retweeted that 14 times because it was brilliant. (laughs) Jedi Fallen Hoarder. Can you spot his lightsaber in the... God, it was so... You know how long I had to search for that
1: picture on Google? (laughs) Like 15 seconds because Google was that good. My question to you, Chad, is was that tweet, that amazing tweet, as good as the trailer? Better. Better. It was Better. the best thing I've ever created. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also that trailer was dope. It was a full story trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not show any gameplay, but they did make a point of saying it was all an engine. Um, and it was all made with models you'll see in the game. Looks good. But yeah, it looks, looks good. good. You play as uh, Cal, not Cal L, Superman, but Cal something else, uh, who is a Jedi, one of the kids from Revenge of the... I can always get these titles mixed up. What was it? episode three? Revenge of the yep, Sith. Sith. Uh, one of the one of the kids from like that area who was a little kiddie Jedi. He escaped. He was got saved and he's uh, still alive. But um, he's laying low, he's undercover because I feel like there's so there's these these new stormtroopers called uh fuck purge purge troopers.
1: Purge troopers, yeah.
0: Purge troopers and inquisitors inquisitors yeah they're not new to this game but they're like yeah apparently they've been introduced in the comics or something like that but um i think it's a really they're they're basically kind of like the blade runners almost of the Mm -hmm. star wars universe where they're there to like to question people and figure out if they're jedis and then dispose of them if they are
1: a lot of them are also former jedis
0: oh are they i didn't realize that
1: my my brother is a massive Star Wars fan. Knows literally like everything that is know about Star Wars.
0: Massive so. Star Wars fan. Like he is a fat fan, or he is a big fan of Star Wars. He's a, a regular big size fan
1: of Star Wars, and a is seat. he American? He is American. Okay,
0: he skews our data.
1: <laughs> he definitely does. He's definitely a skinny dude compared to me. big fatty who lost six hundred pounds. Was it this year? You lost four hundred of your six hundred pounds. Oh, that's right. I forgot how much I weigh. I just lost so much I lost track of it, you know.
0: Two people's worth. Well technically two if people. it's two people's worth and they're Americans, then it's hundred and seventy seven times two, which is three hundred and forty four. Forty six? Three hundred and forty six, maybe.
1: It'd be four because it's two sevens at the end. But you're right. Was I right the first time? Um hundred and seventy seven times two. I think you're right, hundred and uh, three hundred and fifty four. Three fifty four. <laughs> I was close very close very close so you lost job.
0: 154 pounds well I, you, you've eaten a couple of things today you might have gained some pounds or lost yeah. some pounds
1: who knows yeah. I'm probably back to like maybe 250. I ate a lot back
0: today. to Star Wars <laughs> yes this game looks really fun. I'm a little disappointed that it's another straight white male protagonist in a universe that has so many races and genders and colors of people to choose from that is just another very powerful, straight white male like the rest of the Star Wars universe. But at least he looks dope.
1: <laughs> There's a black Stormtrooper, though. Well, the costume is black.
0: Okay, so, yes. So his friend in the trailer, played by Deborah Wilson. I was like, man, that character model looks real familiar. It's Deborah Wilson, yeah. who also is one of my favorite characters from Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also a Mad TV fame. Very, very funny woman.
1: Uh, I'm gl- I'm so happy to see that she's getting a lot of video game work. Yeah, I I recognized her for Mad TV, and I hadn't seen her in anything. And I loved Mad TV as a kid; that was a good show. She's wonderful in Wolfenstein. I have heard from you. Many Fucking, times. Play it, <laughs> Fucking
0: play it, Holden. Fucking play it. God damn
1: it! As soon as you watch Mr. Robot, I think I'll finally decide. No, to play you will not even. <laughs> no, you will not. I've so, done way too many things that
0: you've never held up your end of the deal on. What are you talking about? I hold all my promises.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ask our barf episodes. <laughs> so I, I like the trailer a lot. It definitely was a total tease. We don't really didn't see a lightsaber really until at the very, very end. We didn't see a whole lot of stuff there, which is cool. I'm look, really looking forward to an E3 demo of this game where we can actually see what this game looks like in action. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did like was seeing that there are force powers. Yes. It's, it's, it's going to be a part of the combat. They made that very clear that, that that's a part of the combat. And I'm very intrigued to see how that works. The environments look really cool. And they didn't really tell us a lot about the story outside of he's a Jedi who's on the run from people who are trying to kill him. And yeah. it's kind of all I, I – that's just that's a, that's a plot line I wanted to see out of Star Wars ever since Order 66. Because like, there's no – and even that's my brother. I'm like, did all the Jedis escape? Did all of them escape, or did all of them die I mean, in Order 66, or did some of them make it and are now on the run? And I love that idea of, like, Jedis who are on the run, because the world is out to get them right now. That's just a cool just idea. Just because I don't game. want you to get torn apart, Jedi, plural, is Jedi. Did I say Jedis? Whatever. Yeah, several times. Whatever. Um, it's like yes. iPhones. There's no iPhones. It's just iPhone. Right, Exactly iPhone sold
0: 600 units
1: today, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Yep.
0: Um, anyway, yes, I, uh, one of the things, speaking of combat, that I really thought was interesting is that they uh, they referred to it as a third-person melee action game, which mm-hmm. is something that I was like, you know, you don't really hear that a lot nowadays because well, so Sekiro many things is. have guns and stuff like that. But yeah, well, Sekiro is just murder. Um, no, they
1: described that early on before they announced it as a melee game. It'll be much more melee-focused than Dark Souls is how they pure described melee-focused. It.
0: But I always, like, think about, oh, man, third-person shooter is, like, or third-person action game, which happens to have a lot of shooting. It's like, no, this is going to be up front with Jedi powers and lightsabers. I can't fucking wait. can't fucking wait. I hope it's, like – no, I don't. I was going to say I hope it's, like, as stylish and smooth and crazy as Devil May Cry. I was like, no, I don't want that from a Jedi game.
1: I want that to be methodical and powerful and – Anyway, I, dude, if this game were secure both lightsabers, I'd be the happiest person ever.
0: I know. You texted me that earlier today, and you were like,
1: Aah! and I'd be like, I was like,
0: meh. Meh?
1: No. Yeah. yeah. I think you mean, yeah.
0: A couple of things came out about the game. Uh, oh, one more thing about lightsabers, specifically. If you were watching the live stream, the moderator who uh, was obnoxious, obnoxious <laughs> moderator. Every, like... I swear to God, every fourth sentence out of his mouth was him pretending not to hear the audience and asking the same thing to hear them cheer louder. Everyone opens the thing. How are you, Chicago? Woo! I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. How are you, Chicago? Woo! Oh, I hate that. Every like fourth sentence was him asking the question again to get a bigger response. Anyway, so he asked, um, "So, what can you tell us about Cal's lightsaber at the end there?" And their response was, "Who said it was Cal's lightsaber?" And, they went, Ooh. and he's like, "Yeah, we can't tell you anything about the lightsaber. It's going to play a major role in the story. There's a lot of spoilers. And the lightsaber, uh, it what do they say? It grows, it evolves. and evolves throughout yeah. the story. Um, so that sounds dope.
1: Just so going to get like a tail then wings, and it's going to start flying. It's going to evolve, and then it's going to start using tools." It's gonna be incredible. I can't wait. It says like Spore, but for lightsabers.
0: Oh my god! Yes, Spore wasn't Conquer in Spore. <laughs> I have no or idea. Was, no, Conquer was in whatever the Microsoft follow up to that was. There, there was no follow up to Spore. No, it was like the next thing where they tried to do that same kind of idea of like make anything, and oh. then they put Conquer as DLC in it, and still no one played it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm very excited a about it. Huge pull. Now, the next thing that we learned about this game at that same conference was that this game is a single-player only. There is no microtransactions.
1: No multiplayer.
0: No multiplayer. No, um, I feel like there's one more thing. Like, one no bad thing that no EA is usually bullshit. known for. Um, to which it got a lot of applause and cheers. Um, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because when they announced Star Wars Battlefront 2, they said, this game, all the DLC is going to be free up front. And everyone's like, woo! And then we get closer, and it turns out it's a, a wallet rape fest. And they're like, we want all your money, and it's broken, and it's, blah, 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 blah. give us everything. Um, so I'm 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 very wary of how this actually turns out to be. Like, what's what's the trick you got up your sleeve, EA, to try to swindle me out of my money and break think- the game because of it?
1: The trick is a $60 single-player game that you buy and you get what you pay for that they'll announce DLC for within like maybe a month of the game coming out. And
0: then that DLC will be the true ending of the game. If they do, oh, I see what event? you're
1: saying. I was being very optimistic and assuming that the $60 experience will be a full experience. Are you suggesting that it might not be? I'm, really I'm suggesting that maybe
0: that, that something is amiss, that there's something they're hiding that's really Cruel. There was the DLC. Actually, is... I think Prince of Persia, I believe that was the first piece of like console DLC. And it was an epilogue to the game that was the actual ending of the game. And you you didn't see that unless you bought the DLC. I still did, and I got that platinum I, trophy.
1: I think it'd be really funny is if with this game you play it, it starts off and says, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Episode 1. And then they do like the crawl and all that, and then it ends. And like episode two and three is DLC that come out in (laughs) twenty (laughs) twenty. So that's how they get. One
0: other thing that um kind of that I certainly thought of as soon as they said that was that's strange because didn't EA cancel Amy Hennig's game Ragtag because it wasn't multiplayer enough and it didn't have an online persistent world and there was an opportunity for monetization. And it turns out Eurogamer had that same question. So Eurogamer actually reached out to Amy Hennig for uh, her comment and her impressions of this. So if anyone's not familiar, Amy Hennig was working on with... um, What was the name of the studio? I always get it mixed up with Respawn, but it's not Respawn. Visceral. I don't know why I get this confused. Uh, She was working on a single-player, story-based, third-person action game in the Star Wars universe called Ragtag. Uh, And it was canceled because of because they wanted a more persistent world, the ability to monetize it going forward, and this is exactly what Respawn sounds like they're making. Uh, Amy says, she was kind of surprised to hear, but uh, there are a couple of quotes from her her here. says, There is so much change in this industry all the time. Over the course of my time at EA, we were back and forth on what the overall publishing corporation wanted. Everybody's trying to figure out what the right path is. I also think Respawn's game has the benefit of being largely developed before they were acquired. It was a protected entity, and Vince Zampella makes very sure, because he's part of the executive team at EA, that he can protect the interests of Respawn. This is all speculation on my part. I don't know why the change of heart happened, because that was very clearly not an acceptable plan when we were working on Ragtag. But, you know, things change. The decision to cancel Ragtag was made in summer 2017. We found out in October 2017. So that's almost two years ago, and a lot has changed in that time. And there's been a pretty public and vocal backlash against the idea gamers don't want single-player finite games without all these extra modes. Of course they do. Of course we do. So maybe this is just a demonstration of a change of strategy
1: for EA. I think they commi- so we- they'd commissioned Respawn to make an EA, a Star Wars game, before they bought Respawn and I think they just liked the Respawn game better and they didn't want to have two single player games they wanted to have just one they didn't want to throw that much money at two single player games they liked the Respawn one Respawn hadn't really had a big hit yet I mean Titanfall is big but it wasn't like massive like I think it could have been it could have been
0: Microsoft was banking on that to be a system seller
1: oh absolutely yeah it definitely could have been bigger but I feel like I just have, this is just speculation on my part. I feel like Emmy Henning's game probably would have been more expensive to make. Yeah. And they said, hey, this one's going to be cheaper. The development team is not as, um, just have the same kind of recognition, so they probably don't have to throw as much money at making a game there to begin with. And they just went for for that reason. I think it's really just as simple as that. Do we know when they acquired Respawn? It was after they announced uh, that Amy Hennig was that that visceral was getting closed down. It was after that. Yeah. But again, they had already commissioned EA uh respawn to make that game. Right.
0: I I feel like it's a it's a mix of a couple of things probably. Of One, course. I think you're right, you having multiple single player focus games in the Star Wars universe, you gotta be able to monetize somewhere. Um, but at that point, you know, Amy Hennig, they had their fingers in the honeypot from the beginning with that game, all the planning stages. So they could like, pick apart things during the early development. Whereas Respawn was making theirs, and she notes that, you know, they were much of the game was done before they were brought on board. Mm-hmm. So I feel like EA saw their game in a more finished state and could be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, this does kind of work. And they also came on and brought this game with them after the backlash of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yep. Which means that EA suddenly had been freaking out, had gotten that call from, um, uh, from Disney CEO Bob Iger, and they're like, all right, let's change our tune a little bit more. Let's try to be more uh, conscious of what the consumer wants. And I'm still convinced they're going to try to screw us somehow. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a a mixture of those kind of few things. tables have turned. I know, right?
1: There's a more finished product they were able to see that works. Oh, I was going to say, you're the pessimistic one, and I'm being optimistic here.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? You usually hate everything good, and then... Turns out, six months after it comes out, when you finally decide to play it, you're like, you know what? This is actually good. Like, <laughs> fucking told you. But I'm just EA has burned us so many times that I've I. That's you know, why I feel like I they can't know keep going back to that abusive
1: relationship. They know if this game is anything less than sixty dollars, you buy it, you get it. They're fucked. They know that, so they're just not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, we have to remember, Battlefront Two is a mess. But it was a response to the mess of Battlefront One. They respond to messes, so I don't. I think hopefully with two big Star Wars fuck ups and a call for Bob Iger, they're gonna get their shit together.
0: Yeah, let's hope. Let's, let's hope. hope.
1: Plus, it's a big year for Star Wars. You don't just got Star Wars Episode Nine. You got Mandalorian as well. God, that trailer! Did you finally watch it? Yeah, it looks really good. It does look good, right? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for it. I'm more excited for that, honestly, than Episode nine.
0: I, surprisingly enough, like, Episode nine's trailer, I was like, that was pretty good. That looks like a good Star War. <laughs> Go see a Star War. Go see a Star War. A Star War. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, didn't blow my socks off, but I'm very Of course I'm excited to see it. It's going to be great. It's J.J. J. Abrams, not Steven Spielberg. I know Steven oh. Spielberg was never in the running, but he took over... Um, what did he take over recently that ended up sucking Still not super Spielberg? Spielberg Ron Howard took over Solo that's what it was
1: it didn't suck it was terrible you, you obviously didn't see Solo then that I movie sucked there were some awkward moments but it didn't suck no, that
0: movie sucked. I wanted to, like, legit, I was like, God, this movie's so long. I want to walk out. I don't care about
1: any of this shit. We have very different opinions on Star Wars movies. Like, I loved Last Jedi. and I, fe- I Oh, I
0: loved it. Last Jedi. Oh, you did too? Last okay.
1: Jedi was maybe my favorite Star Wars movie. Okay, thank you. Me too. Okay. Yeah. I think I just assumed to be different opinions on that because I'm used to everyone telling me I'm wrong for liking Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. I'm surprised you're excited for Episode nine. then. Because the, why I'm not excited for Episode nine as much as I would like to be is because it seems like they're reversing what I liked about Last Jedi. I feel like that is
0: just a red herring. You think? Yep, I feel like it's a red herring. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. We will see. Later this year, November 15th is when Last Jedi, not Last Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen. Hoarder the Last Jedi drops. video game. The
1: very delayed tie-in movie <laughs> video game.
0: There is something that's getting a tie-in. Oh, Avengers. I, was like, I wonder if Avengers will be like the storyline of the first movie when we finally see it from Crystal Dynamics, but it's like five or six years later. How old is Avengers now? 2013? Seven years. 2012. Seven
1: years. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: This game probably doesn't even exist. Crystal Dynamics is probably like, everyone's taking a long vacation, and then they're coming back like, shit, how do we tell them we don't have a game?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're procrastinating, they're like, well, we got it until like next-gen consoles come out, which is probably for a while from now, so we got time. We won't need to worry up." That's it for our main quest, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars.
0: Ack. Now moving on to our end game, where we have a segment called We Are So Fucking Humble, because Holden and I are such humble hosts. We're going to take a back seat and let our guests uh, kind of lead the conversation for a while. So go for it. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. That was very insightful. Um, turns out we don't have any guests this week uh, but we can still be humble and we'll uh, we'll retroactively donate that moment of silence to Notre Dame <laughs> <laughs> that was not in bad taste
1: that was legit <laughs> genuine I just wasn't expecting that I, was, I should have laughed I, my laugh was in poor taste <laughs> you were trying to say something nice <laughs> what a tragedy
0: yeah have you ever been to the No, you've never probably been out of the country. I no, can just tell by before. your face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but just looking at you, I can tell you're American. Such an
1: American. You've never been out of the country before.
0: I got to actually sing in Notre Dame. Oh, wow.
1: We were asked to sing. I didn't just walk in and start singing. But uh... <laughs> just, I can't I can't see you doing that. Oh, I'm an American. I'll just walk into this building and start singing my voice is
0: beautiful. Yeah, that that cathedral's fucking gorgeous. It was a shame, shame to see it go. Now, were I mean, it's you not there gone. It's when they shot the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Were you there for that?
1: I was there when they shot the animated movie. Yes. Okay, cool. I was good. not there when they shot the book. Hmm. That would have been cool if they were there for the book because the book is, I don't know, the imagery in the book and the shots yeah. they get. In the Did book, you ever the read that books. book? No, I didn't.
0: It's a dope book. Oh,
1: interesting. You should read it. Eh, I don't know how to read. And not not the like Disney adaptation. <laughs> like the, the one that 12 page probably... coloring book yeah it's also the cover is the Hunchback of Notre Dame movie not like the actual right. cover of the actual book I hate that when right. you get a book that's been adapted into a movie and it doesn't have the original cover anymore it just has the stupid movie cover
0: yeah the same thing with like oh. Spider-Man the movie like I wanted to read the original <laughs> version of that not the you know the movie adaptation like with the movie cover on it I had that book the spider-man tie-in spider-man is dope i one day you're gonna play spider-man the video game is that based off of a of a book a novel no the novel yes it's based on the novel push by sapphire spider-man <laughs> yeah um <laughs> no one day you're gonna play that game and then you're finally gonna be like one of my best friends because of it <laughs> until then you're a piece of shit <laughs> Yeah, I'm a piece of shit.
1: That's fine. We'll deal with it. I hate you so much. Why do you hate that game? I don't hate the game. I just don't. There's other things I want to play. I like my heart. All right.
0: So speaking of other things, we want to play a game on game show. I said I'd make something up when we got there, and and I I I got nothing. You have you have anything?
1: Um, I have a game. Okay. Can we? Finish the show without saying any words and just like no. let it end. No, that is not no. something we can do. It's not something we can do? No. Why not? Uh, because that's reserved for our, our sign-off. Oh, it's a, that's a good point. Well, yeah. can we do our sign-off without any words?
0: All right, everyone. That's the end of Game on Game Show and the end of our podcast. Reminder, check us out on Monday mornings for – I actually, it went up super late Sunday night, so you might be able to get it then for Game of Thrones spoiler cast with nerds at large. Um, And then write us in about your feelings on Kingdom Hearts. Do it. And then do our hashtag thanks for creating. And until then, here's our usual sign-off. the water as fast as i was pouring it and then you started laughing and just spit take all over all of my electronics oh man